0: Enter again the sweet forest, enter the hot dream, come with us. Everything is broken up and dances. What's our safe word? What do you mean? I hear people talking about them all the time, so what's ours? <sighs> Daniel! That's gross.
1: My name is Cyrus,
0: and if you closed your eyes when going through a black hole, you'd probably fucking die. Mm. My name is Donald Trengove, and quite frankly, if bees were so important, they'd be bigger. We're Pontius and the Pilots. Big on a family, big on a pizza. Why do we do it? Because we love what we do. And you know what they say, find what you love and let it kill you. Yeah, try your fucking best, mom. What's going on? Lots in the news. Mmm, yeah. You see, I'm not sure if I smell like our house, which smells like my parents, or if my parents smell like me, which smells like our house, or if my parents smell like our house, which then smells like me. Lots in the news. Let's talk about it. Well, Halloween is coming up. Ah, yes. What did the man say when he saw his buddy Ween for the first time in a while? I'm not sure,
1: but many describe Halloween as a time to dress up in a scary costume and ask people for chocolates. Wait, but then what do you do for Valentine's Day? No, no, no. That's the one where you dress up in a sp- in a scary costume.
0: Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Well, in the spirit of the holiday, we've decided to tell you some of Daniel and Cyrus' best scary stories. Play spooky music. No, Cyrus, that's... Just press... Oh. Pres- okay. Well,
1: traditionally, of course, scary stories are told around a flamboyant and effeminate fire.
0: Yes. A <clears throat> campfire just creates the right atmosphere. Unfortunately, that would be dangerous, and so everyone will just have to pretend. Okay.
1: So the the first story takes place in a cemetery in the early hours of the morning, like 9. When the mist is thick, he walks slowly and silently like a shadow. He hears leaves crunching behind him, but whenever he looks over his shoulder, there seems to be nothing there. He stops suddenly. He has reached the right spot and carefully bends over to put a bouquet of flowers on the
0: grave of his late wife. That's so sad. I'm not even fucking scared. You just probably Uh, heard this one. No, it's a good one. Okay. Okay, okay. Listen up. Here's one for you. A woman is driving alone one night down a long and desolate road through the countryside. She sees a human figure up ahead. As she approaches, she sees it's a man trying to catch a ride. She stops because he looks like he needs help. As the hitchhiker gets in the back seat, the air becomes frigid, and the woman gets a shiver down her spine. In a hoarse and faint whisper, he asks to borrow her phone to make a call. She says, okay, but obviously in a much higher voice because she's a girl. He mugs her. Fucking goosebumps. Oh yeah? Well then, get ready for this one. A man is alone hunting in the woods, and the sun is setting over the horizon faster than you can say lonely man hunting in the woods. He hears a faint rustling in the bushes, so he spins around. Hmm. Dizzy now. He finds a shack in a clearing where he can take shelter. Wait, why doesn't he just go home? Ooh. The man wishes he'd thought of that as he opens the door. There are two bright eyes looking back at him. It's a dog. There's a dog in the shack. It looks dirty. And? What's it doing in there? Why is there a dog in the shack and how, it, how did he close the door oh, shit. once he was in there? Wow,
1: okay. Yeah, carry on.
0: The man is startled by the sound of his phone ringing. He picks it up, hesitantly. It's his wife. Why do you need to contact me so urgently? She whispers. It was a butt dial. But you sent me an email with the subject as 10 exclamation points. Hmm. The man replies as he puts his phone down. Just a bit unsettled now. He feels cold. He misses her. His son blames himself for the divorce and oh. is tearing himself up about it. Dude, this isn't scary. Ooh. The dog's gone. Oh, yeah? How do you open the door? Oh, my God. The man goes to sleep and wakes up the next morning. He walks out the door and faintly whispers. Oh, there's a dog. Any news? Well, Did you hear that Chris Pratt and his wife are breaking up?
1: Oh, that's so sad. You know, I just wish they'd consider something like an open relationship or something like that, you know? Yeah, they were iconic. What's that? (laughs) It's
0: like when you're in a normal relationship, but you can kiss other people. Ah, so like a relationship, but they can hook up with other people. Like a father and son relationship. Yeah, more or less. Any other news? No, but other things have happened on this day. Which brings us into, you flip and guessed it, what happened on this day years and years ago, Cyrus and Daniel will tell you what happened on this day years and years ago.
1: Alright, so the first one. On this day, the 27th of September, in the year 70, the walls of the upper city of Jerusalem were battered down
0: by the Roman army. Mmm, it was considered one of the less memorable episodes of that 70s show. In 1833, Charles Darwin rode a horse into Santa Fe, and on the same date, in 1834, Charles Darwin returns slightly faster as the horses now more adapt to its surroundings. In 1912 on this day, W.C. Handy,
1: also known as Toilet Handjob, wrote what was considered the first ever blues song named Memphis Blues, which thus paved the way for artists to release songs such as Inner City Blues, but also simultaneously eradicated the possibility of artists releasing songs named Inner City, Financially Stable Chill Times.
0: Hmm. And on this day in 1864, J.C. James's gang surprised attacked a train, killing 150.
1: Those trains
0: didn't stand a fucking chance. Well, we got a lot of questions from our third episode. Yeah? Yes.
1: May as well, I suppose. Okay. Anyway, so the first one here is from Bobby van Noport. Hi there, CND. I have a few questions that are important for this letter I'm writing
0: to my friend Natalie. Question number one. What is your favorite sauce? I'll take this one. I don't know if it counts, but sometimes I like to pour water over my sandwiches to give it a lot less texture, like baby food number two what's your favorite
1: color um, for me it's got to be between winter grass yellow and bus upholstery blue and question number three asks how many times do you think Natalie can fetish stop my ball with her high heels before she ends up cutting them off and leaves me to find another level while I slowly bleed out on her basement floor the last of my body heat being used to incubate the eggs that she has laid in my torso from which no doubt more hideous praying mantis hybrid ab-
0: abominations will hatch. Yours sincerely, Bobby. Hmm. Mm. Okay, well, next one here is from Patrick Dunnegan who asks, How do blind people know when to stop wiping? Oh, come okay, on. listen, we need to be more career orientated. Okay,
1: just a message to those sending in questions. Daniel and I are really doing our best on developing an image. And questions like this are not the image we want to be associated with. So moving on. We've got another question here from one of our biggest fans, Leo Nagy. Hi, Cyrus and the other guy I don't know. Hmm. Recently, I got into a dispute with a friend of mine, and we were wondering whether we should settle it with a yu gi oh duel or a best-of-three match on chess.com. What do you think? Or maybe you have a better idea. Thanks for your answer in advance, Cyrus and co. Greetings from Slovakia, Leo.
0: Okay, well, I haven't heard of you either, you dick. So seeing as you didn't specify what the dispute was, we're going to assume that it's something general, like a fight over a girl or a border dispute like the Falklands. So if it's over a girl, you should just go and speak to her and see what her viewpoint is. But also consider whether your friendship is worth compromising over something as silly as that. However, if your dispute is anything like the Falklands border dispute, Do not relent in showing your dominance and fight by using any means necessary.
1: Yeah. So the next question here is from Kveshin Naidu, who asks, Hey guys, I've got another question. How do I submit a question?
0: Well, I'm glad we could help Kveshin. Okay. Mm, Next one is from Patrick Kinsey, who asks if I'm completely submerged in water, am I wet or not?
1: Well, simply put, if you're completely submerged in water, then you'd be
0: underwater, which is different from being wet. Similarly, if you're being completely submerged in water, it's likely that you're being murdered. In which case, you should pretend to be dead, seek immediate legal counsel and medical attention, which is also different from being wet. Exactly. His second question here is, how can I prove my life
1: isn't just a Truman Show version 2.0? The Truman Show failed the Bechtel test, so If the women in your life only talk about men, or if the women in your life don't talk to each other, or if you know less than two women, it might be that your life is the second Truman Show.
0: Also, um, have an honest conversation with yourself about whether or not you might have soured post-World War II U.S.-Soviet relations through secrecy, poor statesmanship, and aggressive foreign policy, if yes, your life might be the Truman Show. Mm.
1: And if you used excessive force to end the war in the Pacific, killing thousands of innocent Japanese people, or even if you used excessive force to end the war in the Pacific, killing thousands of innocent Japanese people only a little bit, then it might be that your
0: life is the Truman Show. Otherwise, try saying something racist, and look for your mouth becoming pixelated, and your words an inaudible, high-pitched bleep. Daniel... This is his last question. Daniel, do you have the high ground? Cyrus does Daniel underestimate your power? Ooh okay, well that actually brings us into another question from Carl Balger who asks, who would win in a fight between you two?
1: I think it'll be like one of those in one of those fights like in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where our fighting each other only awakens the passion we once shared and we'll remember why we fell in love in the first place. I think I'd win. I would fucking kill you. Why?
2: It would be like a porcelain teacup finding a world's best dad mug.
1: Cyrus, <clears throat> so, who is this? This brings us into our next question. How are you addressing the lack of gender diversity in your podcast duo? Thank you for the question, Andre Dorofey. To address the issue, we are having a female informa-
0: information section with our guest here today. Dilma Rousseff is the first woman to become the Brazilian president and we are seriously lucky to have with us today not the first, but a woman, Rachel. Nice to have you.
2: Cyrus, you told me to come urgently and that you were very sick.
0: Welcome. So,
1: to be more representative, we have a few questions that we would like a female perspective on. Fine. What was your day like?
2: You want my female perspective on what my day was like?
1: Fuck, not anymore. Okay, the next thing is just a little something for people to get to know you better. What is the weirdest date that you've been on?
2: This guy I had a crush on took me to the bank.
1: How was it? Which bank?
2: The FNB and Rose Bank.
0: I've heard good things actually.
2: He worked there.
1: He worked at the bank.
0: Did you not maybe do one of those where you went to the bank and he just works yeah. there? classic.
2: Definitely not.
0: Alright, well, how did it
1: go?
2: We didn't really get along. Why? My interest lies in debating and music. His interest was more like 3% compounded annually.
0: And we're
1: back. My next question for Rachel is how can we be more charming?
2: Okay, let's do this. Pretend Daniel is a pretty woman at a bar that you'd like to talk to. And try to be charming and I'll give you some advice as we go.
1: Okay, sure. Got it. Uh, hey, ladies.
0: I'm sitting alone here.
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, a good-looking woman like you, is that seat taken?
0: Uh, you pointed at my seat. I'm sitting here.
2: Okay, this is terrible. I'll try to be the girl. Just say something charming to me.
1: Um, hey, how... I'd kill to be with you.
2: Okay, that's just...
1: You can use me.
2: Well, no, that's just more scary. Not very charming. Are you
1: breaking up with me?
0: No, dude, like, not... not scary at all.
1: A man is walking through the woods... No!
0: Jesus, Cyrus! (sighs) Okay, what about romantic gifts for Valentine's Day and birthdays to let my girlfriend know that I'm a catch?
2: You could write a poem. It's a bit cliché, but it works. Mm,
0: Could I give her a poem I wrote for Claire, my ex-girlfriend, but write in Lula in all the parts that say Claire?
2: Mm, No, no.
0: Yeah, Lula wouldn't rhyme with pregnancy scare anyway. So Rachel, what turns you off most in a guy?
2: I'd have to say that sexist jokes are my biggest turn-off. You know, like when guys make jokes about girls being in the kitchen. Or like when guys say they're better than girls at taking care of succulents such as cacti or aloes.
0: Mm. So, what's an example of how guys can make fun of girls, but not come off as sexist?
2: Well, you've got to consider using gender-neutral descriptions in the jokes. For example, instead of saying get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich, you can use a neutral location and rather say, get back to Mount Fuji and let's make a sandwich together.
0: Okay, so looking at the clock, we've run out of jokes as always. So as always, we'd like to thank Rachel for being our guest and giving us great insight into what's on her mind. If not for her, we would have had to get Julian to speak in a high voice and wear a wig.
2: (laughs) Why would he have to wear a wig? It's really
0: been a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been Cyrus. Fuck. You're
1: stupid. (laughs) Don't forget to send us questions at pontiusandpilots at gmail.com, link in description.
0: And as always, I'm launching my solo career. Admittedly, just skipping Cyrus's lines hasn't been working as well as I thought, but please show some support and keep me in your prayers. I've been Daniel. I've been Cyrus.
2: I've been Rachel.
0: And remember, it's not about the dog in the fight, because Cyrus and I outnumber the dog two to one every time.